from the Mercy One Studio. Making it personal with Bishop William Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Kelly Mesher Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're talking about Catholic Schools Week, which kicks off this Sunday. Our guests today are Luisa Romero Gross, a Spanish immersion teacher, immersion teacher at St. Anthony Catholic School in Des Moines, and Ellen Jaden, vocal music director at St. Albert Catholic School in Council Bluffs. But before we get to today's interview, let's find out what's on the bishop's mind. Good morning, Kelly. Another morning. beautiful Friday here oh, in central yes. Iowa, right. sloshing through. <laughs> yeah, it was it was uh, not easy to leave uh, Bella Roma this week yeah, with sure the unlimited visits, getting back on Tuesday with their 50-degree temperatures, sunny right. every day for the days we were there, eight or nine days. Nice. But it was a very graced week. Uh, the Region 9 bishops from Kansas, Nebraska, Missouri, and Iowa, they're making our ad limita visit to the threshold of the Apostles Peter and Paul. So uh, obviously my first experience at something like this, and Bishop Pates, Emeritus Pates, was also there along with all the other region bishops. And it was a, a full schedule. Uh, we were about halfway through the American bishops' regions that were visiting. We were staying at the North American College, which gave us the chance to connect with some of our Des Moines Diocese seminarians. So uh, they got to know me, and I got mm-hmm. to know them better. Had some sit-downs and some mm-hmm. pasta and everything <laughs> else, but uh, laughed a lot. And uh, so Father James Downey, who's finishing up a, a, an advanced degree in moral theology, mm-hmm. uh, Reed Flood uh, from uh, Holy Trinity Parish, mm-hmm. who should be ordained a deacon, if God willing, this uh, coming October. Uh, Alex Kramer, also from Holy Trinity Parish in Second Theology, and Michael Mahoney uh, in First Theology of St. Francis of Assisi Parish. Mm-hmm. So a lot of good time together and uh, and a lot of good prayer together as well. Part of uh, the uh, the grace of the time is to go around to the major basilicas and have mass together. So we were at St. John Lateran, where Archbishop Lucas of Omaha uh, presided and preached, and mm-hmm. then uh, went to Mary Major, Archbishop Nauman from Kansas City Archdiocese, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Also went to uh, uh, St. Paul outside the walls on Friday, where uh, Bishop James Johnson of Kansas City St. Joe uh, was the main presider. And then, mm-hmm. of course, the highlight was the Thursday morning at St. Peter's Basilica down right uh, close to the uh, Scavi, the crypt where mm-hmm. the bones of Peter are. So we really literally were at uh, ground zero for Christianity mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. way. And so Bishop Nicholas of St. Sioux City uh, talked about Peter and the, the kind of growth and conversion of love that he had and how we as shepherds are called to do this as well. So we prayed for the good people of the Des Moines Diocese there and in my role as well. Also going around to the different, as they call them, either congregations or dicasteries. That's kind of a church word. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had meetings throughout the week with the various congregations and uh, the p- report that Bishop Pates and the Pastoral Center had prepared They'd obviously looked at that, so Mm -hmm. they had a kind of finger on the pulse of the Des Moines Diocese, but we met with uh, congregations. I wouldn't make this observation that, you know, even though we think of the sprawling St. Peter's and kind of the vast uh, churches and everything else, the Vatican is not that large of an operation. (laughs) I mean, I compare it to, you know, principal financials down the block from the cathedral. Mm -hmm. I think they're probably five or six times (laughs) larger than the total number of employees in in the Vatican (laughs) as well. So so a lot of people are kind mm-hmm. of back behind the scenes with the uh, the administrative arms of, of the Catholic Church. But mm-hmm. we uh, met with the Secretariat of State, and I, I was really proud that there was some real lifetime engagement. You know, we talked about religious freedom, uh, asked kind of the situation of the church in China, and then kind of some of the, the challenges that were faced. We also met with the Congregation for Education, and they're very affirming of how uh, American education, both at the elementary and uh, levels, and that kind of a nice preview to what we're talking about today as we look at Catholic Schools Week as well. So mm-hmm. kind of 
how uh, the continued support and the initiatives. So they're very positive about uh, the American church in this regard. And in terms of some of the the, the, uh, uh, dicastery for the new evangelization and some of the initiatives that we have. So there's a, a vibrancy and a vitality in the church. We also met with integral human development and kind of things there, not only in the charitable outreach, but things like climate change and the, and the respect for life, mm-hmm. and, and that's there. And uh, the Congregation for Clergy, which, uh, you know, kind of deals with some of those more sensitive situations of priests, but also the kind of the administrative uh, pieces there. So a lot of Americans actually as priests, so dioceses have been very generous. So uh, we have... We have connections. We've got friends that can be there. And, of course, the highlight was the time then with greeting the Holy Father and then actually uh, uh, sit down with him. But maybe more about that later. Sounds good. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Lee and Eddie in the Morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscapes. Extend your living space outdoors with patios, pergolas, fencing, and retaining walls. Outdoor lighting is another way to enjoy your landscaping day and night. Five Sons Naturescapes will spend the time to understand your needs and create your perfect outdoor space. Learn more about Five Sons Naturescapes at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. At Golden Rule, you already know we obey the rules to live by. That's why we provide state-of-the-art training for all of our employees. From customer service to routine maintenance and new equipment, you can always count on Golden Rule. And by taking care of our family, we can take better care of yours. I'm Bobby from Golden Rule, where we deliver respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service every time you call. We have a standard and we prove it online at goldenrulephc.com. Welcome back. I'm Kelly Musher Collins with the Diocese of Dwayne. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. On today's show, we're talking about Catholic Schools Week, which kicks off this Sunday. Our guests today are Luisa Romero Gross, a Spanish Immersion Program Instructor at St. Anthony School in Des Moines, and Ellen Jaden, Vocal Music Director at St. Albert Catholic School in Council Bluffs. It's so marvelous to have people who are actually at the at the heart of our mission of Catholic education and the mission that's there. Uh, I gave that little teaser before the break about the meeting with the Holy Father. Mm-hmm. Uh, just keep people in suspense about some of that <laughs> conversation go. until our next week's segment there, <laughs> all right? Because, on, uh, right. <laughs> you know, we have, we're very fortunate here with Luis Romero Gross. Como esta? Muy bien, gracias. Okay, so we'll exhaust my Spanish very quickly, but the students that you work with and everything else. So you're at St. Anthony's School, and uh, uh, understand that uh, you're a native of uh, which country? I'm a native uh, from Colombia. Colombia. Mm-hmm. And uh, how did you make your way to the United States then? <laughs> Long story short, I came with my family um, and we lived in Texas first. And um, after three years in Texas, we moved to Iowa. And since then, we've been here for almost 20 years. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. you, you, you you saw the light and headed north. You know, we, we <laughs> don't mess right. with Texas, but at the same time, you know, <laughs> up, the, up the Mississippi River Valley. So, so uh, your involvement at St. Anthony's, and there's some really good things happening there. So how do you bring not only your professional competence, but your life experience to bear with the students that you work with? Well, it's it's amazing. Actually, I mean, when I was in college, I never thought that I was going to be able to teach in Spanish in my native language. And 
when I found out that I could, um, going first to uh, school in Marshalltown, um, that's where I started teaching, and mm-hmm. I lived there for five years. Mm-hmm. And so I've been a teacher for almost 12 years, and my whole time teaching, it's been teaching in Spanish uh, content. Mm-hmm. And um, I love it. It's, it's great. It's an amazing opportunity to not just speak the language, but also give part of my culture and not just my culture as Colombian, but as a Hispanic person, woman in, in the U.S. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because Marshalltown, it would be predominantly uh, people from Mexico, right? That yes, would be correct. there, right? So, yes. but uh, yeah, but so so just like English speakers, uh, not all English is the same in mm-hmm. that way as That's well. That's right. Yes. So, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I don't know. Is it ever hard to understand people from <laughs> from Mexico, or they're saying these Colombians? You know, what, well, what, what language are they speaking? <laughs> uh, you realize how um, Spanish is so diverse, just mm-hmm. in its own language, and mm-hmm. how. Um, you learn so much, just not just uh, from people within, you know, Colombia. There's many ways of saying things, but then obviously you go out to Mexico and Honduras and Puerto Rico and Spain, and you just learn so much. And at school right now, we have the opportunity to have um, native speaker teachers from Spain, mm-hmm. and we also have our kindergarten teacher is from Honduras, mm-hmm. and uh, also we've had a Puerto Rican teacher uh so it's been amazing it's been amazing to have this enrichment of the language um and teach that to our students okay so diversity even with the uh el mundo español so in a way so very good (laughs) (laughs) so and are the students diverse as well at saint anthony's or we do have uh little by little we've started to have um a lot more students that are uh not only hispanic we've Mm -hmm. also had students who are vietnamese and who who are wanting to learn Spanish to have to be this their third language. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been amazing. It's been an amazing road. Uh, most of our students are Caucasian, uh, but nowadays I would say more and more are coming from uh, different backgrounds too. Okay, so there's the bilingual fluency that they're trying to cultivate. And they, wh- why, why is this attractive to their parents and their families to, to have this? I, I think that... Um, it is the idea of, you know, being able to eventually, when they grow up, be more competitive, um, you know, in, in, in this, you know, this century of, of so much, uh, not just technology, but also being aware of other languages. Um, and I would say that it's also the fact of um, having, them, having them be more open-minded, knowing that there are so many other countries that speak this language that is not just one there there's many many others and um and how cool it is to really go and visit and be able to speak the language and and feel like I can communicate okay. in so, another language. So to be global citizens in a in, a, right. in, a, in a world, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and very, truly Catholic with a small c, universal in that way, yeah. as well as Catholic in a larger way. I'm conscious that Ellen Jaden's with us. Ellen, we've not met face-to-face, but I'm looking forward to next Thursday when I finally get to have Mass at St. Albert's uh, Catholic Schools and Council Bluffs. Uh, I've greatly desired to eat this meal with you it's, <laughs> since I didn't get to come out in November. How are you? Good, good morning. Is it snowing out in Council Bluffs? You know, it's not snowing, but it's a little foggy. But that's okay. That's okay. We can we can handle fog. <laughs> Sorry that we're um, not able to hear. I'm not able oh, to hear. Oh, okay. Right. She said she was. Uh, there's just fog out there. There's uh, not some okay, snow. Okay. Okay. So uh, yeah, in, in some way, but uh, so uh, we'll try and have a, get through our little technical issues here. There we go. Hopefully now, 
Ellen, you can hear me, but uh, hopefully. Yes, I can. I can. All right, yes. now we're on track <laughs> okay. here. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, how how many people have longed to mute me all these years? So, but, <laughs> but please don't take it personally as well. So oh, yeah, no, good. So good. So yeah. So uh, again, I didn't get to be out for the St. Albert's uh, Feast Day Mass in November, but uh, looking forward. To it. So you have many roles, and I think uh, part of what we'll be experiencing is some of what you bring to bear upon the the St. Albert's community. Can you tell us a little more about? things that you're doing to uh, animate the, the life at St. Albert's? Yes, so my role is I am the vocal music director. So I have a 6th grade choir, a 7th and 8th grade choir, and I have two high school choirs. I also help music direct um, the musical in the fall, and I get to give voice lessons, and I, I have a lot of opportunities that I can volunteer here as well and help out with other things to help students grow. It's it's a really it's really awesome. <laughs> you just sound like you you've got this energy and things. I mean, I just can't imagine with middle school and high school students all day, the hormones bouncing off the walls, the voices are changing, and things like that. Oh, I love it. I love working with those kids. It's fun for me because I get to be able to help give them a little bit of guidance. I always like to think that if I was able to give some student a little bit of guidance, then I think I've I think I've hit my purpose pretty well on this earth. <laughs> okay, and there's that maybe openness and receptivity to you, and maybe the parents aren't the primary people they're looking to at that point. Is that uh, something you discover or not? So, um, you know, sometimes, and I think what's interesting is sometimes uh, somebody will hear a message from their parents over and over, but when you hear it from a teacher maybe that you look up to or a teacher that you feel you have a good connection with, sometimes it can help just make it click, goes right off in their heads. And that's a really cool thing to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is is music compulsory for everybody? Or is it, I mean, some of these things, obviously, the students are pursuing from their own free choice, but is that something that's kind of integrated in the curriculum, or is that... Uh... Um, so they have the option all the way through elementary school, they are in music, and then they have an option to join choir and band uh, when it's starting in sixth grade and seventh grade and eighth grade and of course following in high school now one of the choirs in high school is an audition choir but there's one choir that anybody can join when if they whenever they get to high school Okay, that that would be the one I would be in then, probably the one that everyone can join. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I have a pedestrian voice. I can I can do what I need to do at the mass, but let's not let's not do anything more. I mean, I sound great in the shower, but uh, beyond that, I don't think you know, a karaoke night at my family's house is not pretty. But anyway, so uh, there's no live footage there. But uh, so good. So obviously, music, uh, the well-rounded individual, and the Catholic uh, tradition has has obviously been a great sponsor of music. And I guess mm-hmm. I'm kind of throwing this question out to both you and Louisa in terms of then the, 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 the whole individual and how faith is its own kind of language, if you will, whether in English or Spanish or the language of music. And how do you see faith and prayer and formation happening at the, at the level of the, the school communities that you're in? First to you, Ellen. Well, I would say that what's great about where I work here at St. Albert is we are we do so many things as a family, not just a school, but as a family. We have awful masses together. If there's an event happening, you know, they'll come up to the front and we'll pray for them. And it's very great to be able to see the students supporting each other. And I mean all the way from the kindergarten up to the seniors. We get to see that spiritual bond connect everybody. And that is, I think that's something to be said when you are, when you look out at an off-school mass and you can see 
everyone in the school is there. We're all worshiping together. We're all praying together. And I think that's a really powerful thing that has really helped us to have that strong bond. So so great spiritual solidarity that cuts across the ages, so they don't not just yes. kind of siloed according to their ages. You're nodding your head mm-hmm. there, uh, Louisa. Is that also true for St. Anthony's? Yes. Um, this reminds me of um, at our school. We go, um, so we we go weekly to um, all school masses and um, we get the opportunity to have our eighth graders come down and go with our kindergartens and they sit down with them. The seventh graders go with the first graders and so on. And so um, it's a different kind of looking uh, assembly when you look at them, right? We have the very tall and very little kids, but it is an amazing way of having them all being there um, in God's house and being and you know worshiping Him and being together and and it's then also amazing then to see them at school when they recognize each other and the eighth graders come and say hey how are you and you know it, it's uh, it bonds them and, and creates a friendship rather than intimidating those big big eighth that's grade, right you know, yes. especially those big eighth grade girls you know, <laughs> towering above the boys <laughs> in, in that way so but that the you know that that liturgy and life are woven together in a mm-hmm. very normal organic way and mm-hmm. how that's just you know something that we do mm-hmm. and that this it nurtures all that we're about as well so yeah and uh, for both of you the, the chance to kind of give witness in in your classes kind of on a spontaneous basis i mean you know i mean i think we see it coming in religion or theology class that we're going to be engaging uh, god and the whole mystery of the church and the incarnation and things but does that just kind of happen in other kind of spontaneous ways I'm sure it does. Yes. Um, you know, um, I do know you, you hear of teachers talking about Jesus or, you know, other things in the Bible as they are learning in social studies or things in, um, in even math and, um, and reading and, and, and science. Um, the idea is to be able to bring God into our learning, not just in religion, but in the other subject areas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and Ellen? Absolutely. Um, I I think that I also have a fun role with that because I always think about that, especially when we talk about text. Whenever we do anything with music, I like to always bring a point to the text. And it's really, it's really great to be able to have that open discussion with the students about how they interpret the text, especially whether, actually, whether it be a religious text or whether it be secular. You know, we can still find those connections to our faith and we can still... And we can still guide, do our best to guide them, mm-hmm. to guide them in the right direction. Oh, I mean, that's it's, uh, pun intended music to my ears because, I mean, really, <laughs> uh, you know, that, that all things human and anything that captures reality captures our, our condition and exposes us both to the struggles and the, the trauma that's part of the drama, but the part of the Paschal mystery in that larger way, but opening us up ultimately to, to goodness and beauty, which is God's word to us mm-hmm. in the person of Jesus. And so that your students can kind of go there and, you know, they've, they've got the Holy Spirit in them. They, they're equipped to do this and to, to bring layers of meaning that uh, speak to them in their own experience. I think it's a, a very liberating thing, you know, and so we speak of the liberal arts, uh, you know, but that the, that these things that expand our minds, but uh, the more we know, the more we can engage things uh, as, as disciples of Jesus in this way. Uh, uh, Ellen, you also have a role with uh, retreats, I understand. Is that something yes. that kind of seasons your, your experience there? Oh, absolutely. Um, being able to help out with Kairos has been just such a blessing for me to be able to help 
to have the opportunity to help high schoolers grow in their relationship with Jesus and in their relationship with their faith is just such a beautiful thing to see. Just to see that beautiful transformation and to to see everything click in their heads, it's, it's so empowering, and it is such an amazing thing to see. And to know that I have had a role in helping with that is is such a wonderful feeling. It really is. To be able to help these kids understand and grasp their faith more and want to want to continue to be a good person and to grow more, it's 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 amazing. I've gone on a couple of those retreats and I they are just as good for me as they are for those students, I tell you. And uh, our uh, good uh, segment of the faculty, do they uh, get involved in some things like that? Retreats at different levels? Yep. Okay. Yes. Actually, the um, different faculty members are asked to kind of help lead the treats, maybe give a couple of talks, things like that, to help out the students, which is also cool because then the kids get to see us kind of take off the teacher cape. We get to take off that role, and we get to just show them who we are as humans. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe uh, some of the p- folks out there, kairos, a Greek word, kind of the, the appointed time or the kind of the, the sense of, you know, the... The, the, the sacred time, um, what levels are participating in Kairos then? Is that the, yeah. So Kairos is offered mainly to juniors and seniors. Um, and it's just, we just do, it's about a three, four day retreat. And it's just a chance for them to focus on them and their relationship with God. And I think that's really important for them to have that opportunity because, you know, so many kids are involved in so many things. They have jobs and they have activities and social lives and they don't always get a chance to step away and just reflect on their relationship with God. It's such a great, great opportunity. I recommend it to my kids anytime they have a chance to, to be able to go. Marvelous. And uh, you know, so for both of you, kind of realizing your vocations, you know, you are uh, uh, obviously uh, teachers, but uh, women of faith in this marvelous way and the witness that you're able to give. And so we're very grateful for your day in, day out, the commitment to what you do, the sacrifices that you make, built by the other sacrifices of folks there. And so thank you for coming on our show, and may it be a great celebratory week of all that you're about. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. At Golden Rule, you already know we obey the rules to live by. That's why we provide state-of-the-art training for all of our employees, from customer service to routine maintenance and new equipment. You can always count on Golden Rule. And by taking care of our family, we can take better care of yours. I'm Bobby from Golden Rule, where we deliver respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service every time you call. We have a standard and we prove it online at goldenrulephc.com. Thank you to Bozen the Florist for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio, Dowling Catholic Football, and Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. What better way to send a message to a friend or a loved one than a beautiful bouquet of fresh-cut flowers? Hey, this is Tom Bozen from Bozen the Florist. Our family business has been helping Central Iowans send messages locally and around the world for almost 100 years. Whatever the occasion, whatever the message, we can help you say more with Bozen. That's 244-ROSE, 244-7673, or visit us at bozen.com. Welcome back. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. Great to hear about our Catholic schools. 
kind of feeling the sea surge here or there, uh, you know, maybe fishtailing back and forth on some of the roads here is about as close as we get here in Iowa to the experience of the open uh, waters, but uh, in that way. Uh, we also want to kind of boast a little bit within our Catholic school communities as well. Uh, the most recent award this past week to uh, uh, our teacher, Rhonda McCarthy, a middle school science teacher at St. Teresa Catholic School, giving her a big shout-out because the Iowa Governor's STEM Advisory Council, obviously science, uh, technology, engineering, and mathematics, she received the 2020 Iowa STEM Teacher Award sponsored by Kemen Industries. And so Rhonda's been teaching for 13 years at St. Teresa and many things. And so I had a little extra opportunity for professional development at the Naval Academy, the U.S. Naval Academy. Mm -hmm. And that kind of spurred uh, her inspiration to bring the Sea Perch program to her school, which teaches students engineering concepts through work with underwater robotics. Wow. Fascinating stuff. You know. High level. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder if they have to write code and everything like that. I mean, going to be well. our next Navy SEAL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> go deep sea diving here you know but obviously i think mm-hmm. you know the uh, ability to respect our climate and maybe some of the, mm-hmm. the the discoveries that they'll make in that beautiful way so we're grateful to them also today friday the 24th of january a significant day we're conscious of our uh, march for life taking mm-hmm. place in washington i don't know what the weather is like there but a significant day following mm-hmm. upon the anniversary of roe versus wade and so mm-hmm. a lot of young people and others of all ages kind of giving witness out there may not be covered as much as some other events. Uh, there's a right. little bit of a trial going on. I understand Washington, yeah. D.C. that's uh, distracting, but that that faithful witness that's being given uh, by our folks. So we ask God to bless them and bring them back to us safely mm-hmm. and all that they're about. The Feast of St. Francis de Sales today. Mm-hmm. So happy uh, patronal feast day for you, Kelly, as a yeah, journalist, right. uh, a patron of journalists, among mm-hmm. others, and writers as well. And so mm-hmm. obviously uh, with the Catholic Mirror and mm-hmm. your presence here today, and so your own vocation. How do you kind of see what you do as connected with your faith? Sure. Um, well, you know, my faith is, I, I like to think most, almost always, but it's one of the most important things in my life, the most important thing in my life. And so um, when I write stories, my end goal is how can I help people deepen their faith? I want to make sure that they're touched, that they're reached. You know, it shouldn't just be another boring story, not that there's, you know, I mean, there's lots of, there's lots of places people can read information out there. So uh, that's really important to me is I'm passionate about what I do. And I think it's important that it reaches people. Um, it's also nice that in the sense with the Catholic mirror, I have opportunities to be a personal witness, not through other people, but when I write columns, which are not super often, but I wrote one recently in December. And I know a lot of people commented on that one mm-hmm. about my personal faith story and something I went through. So yeah, I see that as uh, a gift. And so I, I enjoy it a lot. No, and we're grateful to you. And uh, you are you. a very accomplished writer. I mean, I appreciate fine writing. And, uh, Thank and you. And you're able to do that. It's a skill. So, uh, so you know, feel free to, to make editorial suggestions for, for <laughs> me as well. Probably fewer words. But, and uh, I studied at Iowa State. So well, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that uh, that just goes without saying. Right. But, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the retreat that we made as bishops earlier in the month, uh, Father Paul Murray gave, gave us a story about Francis de Sales I'd never heard before, that his mother, when she was pregnant with him, went to the Saint-Chapelle in Paris and dedicated her yet uh, fetal son to God then Mm. in Saint-Chapelle, that was the chapel of the king there. Mm -hmm. And so he was kind of almost uh, given to the Lord uh, before birth in that way. Mm -hmm. And then obviously as his own life path unfolded, the great sense of God's mercy and how the devotional Mm -hmm. life fits our own unique standing in life. And so it's not one size fits all. 
but uh, his own kind of... And so he was a priest actually giving tours in Saint-Chapelle when the, the Shroud of Turin uh, came oh, wow. to there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like some of us, he could perspire a lot. And so there he is, dripping wet with sweat under all the vestments, getting his own sweat on the Shroud of Turin, you know, and the cardinal was shocked and mm-hmm. sad. But, but really, it's kind of mingling of our own labors mm-hmm. with the, with the, uh, the, the, the garments of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of a metaphor maybe for all that we're about in this way. Mm-hmm. And in our own particular walk of life as married persons, religious, or all that we're about. So uh, happy feast day to all of you as you realize your vocations. Catholic Schools Week, looking forward to that. More to come next week. All right, this has been another edition of Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. You can hear Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson every week on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com.